Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 28th of June. India saw a record daily spike of almost 20,000 new COVID-19 cases. The country now has 5,28,859 infections. The daily death toll has risen by 410 to cross 16,000. The Union Health Ministry, meanwhile, has said that recovered cases have overtaken active coronavirus cases by 1 lakh. The Prime Minister addressed the nation in his monthly monologue, Man Ki Baat, today. Beginning with the India-China fiasco, the Prime Minister said that India has given a befitting reply to those who eyed its territory in Ladakh. The Prime Minister praised the soldiers for their brave fight in the violent face-off between Indian and Chinese forces earlier this month. He said, and I quote, If India knows how to honour friendships, it also knows how to look someone in the eye and confront them. Unquote. On June 19th, at the all-party meeting after the violent face-off, Prime Minister Modi's statement that no one had intruded into our country had attracted a lot of criticism. In his closing remarks, Modi had said, and I quote, Na koi vaha hamari seema mein ghusaya hai, na hi koi ghusa hua hai, na hi hamari koi post kisi dusre ke kabze mein hai. Meaning, no one has intruded and nor is anyone intruding, nor has any post been captured by anyone. Later, the Prime Minister's office had released a clarification saying his statement was being misconstrued by mischievous elements. Moving on to the pandemic, the Prime Minister said that he was sure that India will overcome challenges created by the coronavirus crisis and said, and I quote, I trust the people of the nation, unquote. Emphasizing that the country needs to be more careful during unlock than the previous phases of the lockdown, he said, and I quote again, I appeal to the people not to be careless. Please wear masks and observe physical distancing guidelines, unquote. Talking about how Unlock helped open certain sectors of India's economy like coal, space, agriculture and more, he said, and I quote again, This is the time to work together to make India self-reliant and technologically advanced, unquote. While Delhi has left behind Mumbai to become the city with the highest caseload in India, Union Home Minister Amit Shah insisted today that there was no community transmission of the novel coronavirus in Delhi. He said that the centre was coordinating with the state on managing the outbreak. In an interview with ANI, Shah also talked about his disagreement with the Deputy Chief Minister of Delhi, Manish Sisodia, on how many cases the capital would have by the end of the month. Shah also said that India will successfully overcome the twin challenges posed by the coronavirus crisis and the face-off with China. Meanwhile, an FIR has been registered in Jaipur against yoga guru Ramdev, his aide and Patanjali Ayurved Limited managing director Balakrishna and three others. The FIR accuses them of cheating and conspiring to sell fake medicines claiming to cure coronavirus following clinical trials on COVID-19 patients. The FIR was registered at Jyoti Nagar Police Station in the city on the basis of a complaint by individuals, including a Jaipur-based advocate who questioned the clinical trials which reportedly took place on COVID-19 patients at NIMS. Do listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders where I spoke to our correspondent Basant Kumar about his incisive report on the dubious claims behind Patanjali's supposed covid cure. In the same episode I also spoke to our reporter Ayush about his report on Op India. We talked about why advertisers have been pulling out from the hate fueling website. Ayush even spilled some details about their funding and their undisclosed connection to the Bharatiya Janata Party. And while you're at it do check out all the other stuff we do. from podcasts and video interviews to in-depth ground reports and if you think we're doing a good job which i'm sure you will please do consider subscribing to news laundry 
For the listeners who are not aware, News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform because we believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and pay as little as 300 rupees a month to help small organizations like us survive in this world dominated by advertiser-funded big media. The Chief Minister of Maharashtra, the worst hit state in India, has said that the state shall not lift its lockdown on June 30th as infections continue to surge. He added that the number of relaxations will gradually be increased. For the first time in India, symptoms similar to Kawasaki disease are being reported among young patients with coronavirus in Mumbai. The symptoms include high fever and rashes. A 14-year-old was first brought to a private hospital in Mumbai this week with the classic Kawasaki symptoms. She subsequently tested positive for COVID-19 and was transferred to the ICU on Friday night after her condition worsened. As many as 150 policemen from Maharashtra police have tested positive in the last 48 hours and one has died. The total number of infected police personnel is now more than 4,000. Karnataka reported an unusually high number of new cases on Saturday, more than double the number of its previous highest single-day figure. In the last one week, there has been a rise in the number of cases in Karnataka, mainly in Bengaluru, and the daily detections have increased from the level of 150 to 200 every day to between 300 to 400 now. On Thursday and Friday, it had reported close to 450 cases each. On Saturday, the state reported as many as 980 new cases. 596 of these came from Bengaluru alone. It was not immediately clear, but the unusual surge could be the result of clearing some of the backlog which has been piling up in the state. Results of more than 11,500 samples were awaited as two key government laboratories had to close down after its employees tested positive. The state is likely to report a high number of cases for the next few days. As the number of COVID-19 deaths in Tamil Nadu rose to 1,025 on June 27 and the figure of confirmed cases crossed 78,000, senior bureaucrats, scientists and doctors who are working on monitoring the pattern of the outbreak and controlling it have said that the state did a few things wrong at a crucial stage which might have worsened the crisis. A senior bureaucrat monitoring the situation in the state said that the state would have done better had it ramped up testing in May, especially in Chennai. Multiple sources in the public health department have said that data was being quote-unquote managed or fudged since the beginning as it was a matter of pride for the political leadership. Meanwhile, West Bengal has recorded more than 500 COVID-19 cases for the second straight day as the case count in the state increased to over 16,000 and the death toll crossed 600. The former Chief Minister of Gujarat, Shankar Singh Vaghela, has been admitted to a private hospital in Ahmedabad after testing positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. With cases around 13,550 fatalities, the government of Madhya Pradesh has announced to launch a Kill Corona campaign from July 1st. The campaign will include door-to-door surveys and coronavirus tests. Now for some international updates on COVID-19. The total number of people to test positive for COVID-19 worldwide has passed 10 million, while the total number of deaths is just a few hundred short of 500,000. The number of coronavirus infections in the US has broken the 2.5 million mark, with the new cases of coronavirus suddenly shooting up across multiple states which had a low case load not long ago, a sense of anger and confusion has taken over those who followed the lockdown religiously and thought of it as their personal responsibility towards controlling the outbreak in the country. There has been a 65% rise in cases in the US over the last two weeks. 
While on Friday, more than 45,000 new infections were recorded, Saturday saw more than 41,000 cases. This includes single-day records in Florida, Nevada and South Carolina. It was the third consecutive day with more than 40,000 new cases in the country. Many business owners and workers who lost their jobs think their leaders failed to prepare for the economic fallout of the shutdown since March. They are of the view that the recent reopenings undermined their sacrifices. According to a New York Times database, a shocking 43% of COVID deaths in the United States are linked to nursing homes and other long-term care facilities for older adults. Infected people linked to nursing homes also die at a higher rate than the general population. As of June 26, the virus had infected more than 282,000 people at some 12,000 facilities. The police in Britain will be cracking down on unauthorized gatherings this weekend after tens of thousands of people flocked to beaches crowded outside for parties and violated coronavirus restrictions in the last few days. In the country's south, in many seaside cities, police issued dispersal orders after a huge number of beachgoers caused traffic jams and indulged in antisocial behaviour, including brawls, excessive drinking and even taking a dump in public. Over 140 officers in London have been injured while patrolling protests and breaking up unsanctioned parties in the recent weeks. The country has seen over 310,000 cases, including more than 43,000 deaths. In Brazil, the outbreak seems to be slowing down in big cities, but it is growing at a much faster pace in smaller towns. The Ministry of Health in its latest bulletin last week reported that 65% of cases were concentrated outside state capitals and warned that the virus had reached 88.6% of the country's cities. Brazil officials, meanwhile, have announced a deal with Oxford University and the pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca. According to the deal, the country will produce a coronavirus vaccine that is one of about a dozen in the early stages of human testing. Firecruz, a state-owned health research institute that has experience producing vaccines, will produce 100 million vaccines for Brazil, which has about 210 million residents. Egypt returned closer to normalcy yesterday as mosques, cafes and restaurants reopened after three months, even as the number of new coronavirus infections in the country continue to rise. However, strict restrictions remain in place, restaurants are only allowed to function at 25% capacity, water pipes are banned from cafes on sanitary grounds, and Friday prayers remain forbidden. For months, business leaders urged President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi to end the lockdown. They argued that the economic damage would outweigh the health risks. On Friday, the International Monetary Fund approved a $5.2 billion loan to help Egypt get back on its feet. The country's health ministry has reported more than 62,000 infections and over 2,000 deaths. Doctors' groups, meanwhile, have warned of a health crisis due to overcrowded hospitals. In fact, over 100 doctors have already died due to the lack of protective equipment and training. Egypt's airports, however, are set to reopen on July 1st. President Hassan Rouhani has said that mask-wearing will be mandatory in certain areas of Iran as of next week and virus-hit provinces can reimpose restrictive measures. Iran reported its first COVID-19 cases on February 19 and it has since struggled to contain the outbreak as the death toll has crossed 10,000 and the number of infections has reached more than 220,000. South Korea has confirmed 62 additional cases of COVID-19 over the last 24 hours as the Asian country continues to face new clusters of infections amid eased social distancing rules. The new cases reported have taken the country's total to more than 12,000 with 282 deaths. Now for some non-coronavirus news. 
Two more people drowned on Saturday and more than 4.62 lakh people were displaced as 21 out of Assam's 33 districts reeled under floods. There were also reports of landslips in three districts including Kamrup Metropolitan, comprising of Gohati and adjoining areas. People living in landslide-prone areas have been advised to shift to safer places till the monsoon season is over for their own safety. The Raj Bhavan was among the landslip-affected spots in Guwahati. The personnel of the National Disaster Response Force and other agencies have been deployed after a part of the complex caved in. There are 18 hills within Guwahati and its outskirts. Many areas constructed on the slopes of these hills reportedly do not conform to building guidelines. District officials have evacuated 261 people in vulnerable areas as the Brahmaputra and six of its tributaries flowed above the danger mark. Officials fear that the situation could worsen, with the Meteorological Department predicting heavy rain for the next few days. A 35-year-old man belonging to the right-wing group, Vishwa Hindu Parishad's Gaur Raksha or Cow Protection Wing, was shot dead by 10 people in Madhya Pradesh's Hoshangabad district on Friday. Piparia police station chief said that a group of 10 men attacked Vishwakarma and two others in the car with sharp-edged weapons. According to him, two rounds of shots were fired, one of which hit Vishwakarma in the chest, killing him on the spot. The other two who were with him in the car also suffered injuries. The attackers fled after shooting. A case against 10 people has been registered and efforts are on to nab them. Hoshangabad Superintendent of Police Santosh Singh Gaur told the Indian Express that Vishwakarma was the district in charge of the VHP's Gaur Rakshak Wing. He had a dozen criminal cases against him, including murder and attempted murder. The SP added that the crime was motivated by a fight for the control of Piparya's Mandi, where lakhs of tons of grains are sold every year. In other news, the Rolling Stones have issued a warning to US President Donald Trump that he could face legal action if he continues using their songs at his campaign rallies. A statement from the band's legal team said that it was working with the performing rights organization, the BMI, to stop the unauthorized use of their music. The Trump campaign used the song You Can't Always Get What You Want at last week's rally in Oklahoma. The same song was used by Trump campaign during the 2016 US elections. The band in 2016 had even tweeted, and I quote, The Rolling Stones do not endorse Donald Trump, unquote. In a statement released on Saturday, representatives for the group said that further steps to exclude Trump from using Rolling Stones material in the future presidential campaigning was necessary after previous cease and desist directives had been ignored. Earlier this month, the family of musician Tom Petty had issued a cease and desist letter to the Trump campaign over the unauthorized use of his song, I Won't Back Down, at the Oklahoma rally. In a statement posted on Twitter, the family said that the late artist would, and I quote, never want a song of his used for a campaign of hate, unquote. Dear listeners, with the current media crisis, we need the support of our readers more than ever before. You are our best ambassadors who can introduce people to News Laundry. Get a gift subscription for your friend or family. You can also sponsor a student subscription. All you need to do is send us an email at contact at newslaundry.com along with the contribution amount. We will send you a payment link which won't require any hassle such as signing up or OTP. After the payment, we map the gift subscription manually. Thank you in advance. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.